What's happening, hot stuff? I want my MTV! You'll get nothing and I can... Bueller? JR, you are the daddy. Hey, how come Andrew gets to get up? That's right. If he gets up, we'll all get up. It'll be anarchy. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Gnarly! Live from Members Only Studios, it's Living in the 80s. I'm Rob. This is Matt. And we are here together again. Woo-hoo. Reunited and it feels so good. It feels so good. That just came to me. I That was not pre-planned at all. See that? Because it, it feels so good. It does feel it so good. It feels good. Matt, it's great hanging out with you. I am glad you could make it. Randy shed big crocodile tears on that car episode a couple weeks ago. I'm sure he, he did. He was sad. He, he cr- was genuinely sad <laughs> that you weren't here. He, he cries a lot, though. He does. So. But I had donuts for you, too. Did you? Ah. Yeah, I know. No, good news. You guys, Matt has got like uh, he's got a a middle school aged daughter. He's got mm-hmm. a wife, yeah. and he was showing me like this room he's building above yes. his garage. It looks freaking amazing. I didn't know he had these skills, ah. but uh, you know what? We're, do, we're going with the fifties diner above the garage. So not it's not we're not done hundred percent, but it's it's just about there. I've only been saying I'm going to finish this for. Uh, 13 or 14 years. So, I'm a, you know, it takes me a minute. But once I get her going, baby. <laughs> there ain't nothing stopping you. <laughs> I ain't stopping now. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, before we get too much into our agenda for today, I want to thank you all again for joining us. Um, we have uh, well over 1,300 people on our Facebook group. So, so awesome. Thank so you awesome. to you guys. Um, we are... Uh, of course, all over the different podcast places, we are doing the um, the whole thing on Roundtown Radio and Star 107.9, and I have delayed my countdown show for a while. I, I, it's football season, uh, and even though the Buckeyes aren't playing right now, right, right. I still, I've got five fantasy football teams I'm trying to juggle Gotta right now, focus. and I'm, I'm a commissioner in four leagues and co-commissioner in another. You got this little power thing, but you know what? It, it's, it, I think I do the things that no one else feels like doing. Huh, like, hey, Rob will be the commissioner. No, <laughs> I would love to be in a league when I have nothing to do. Just sit, submit a lineup, do my thing. So, and then I get kind of geeky, so I start creating logos for the league and there Facebook pages, and I get all carried away. It takes time. probably more energy than I I should put into it, but I do. So that's it. That's good. So, uh, we also want to put a plug in for our sister podcast, uh, Chewing the Fat, uh, Jason Peitzmeier. He's yes, uh, yes. been a guest on here a couple times. He, uh, he does that thing, so go check that out. And then uh, Joel, uh, who was on here a few weeks ago talking about 80s video games, was inspired divinely. Yes, that to, very night. That night, he went home and recorded like four episodes yes. of a podcast. See, living, living So, living in the, in the 80s has got a power to it. See that? Yeah. And when you get sucked in, you're sucked in for life. Oh, oh you're sucked in. Oh, yes. It does suck. <laughs> um, this, but, uh, this podcast is called Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade. Yeah, so you should check that out. Um, and if you did, you would know such facts such as Chuck E. Cheese's Pizza Time Theater was founded by Atari founder Nolan Bushnell, who was seeking to expand the purview of video game arcades beyond more adult locations like pool halls to a child and friendly 
family-friendly venue. Why did you remember all that from this podcast? You know what? Joel inspires me. See that? So Very I've been good. so inspired. There it is. Yes. So thank you, Joel. And thanks, Joel. Thank and you, if you guys so. really ch- check out Joel's thing, it's about 15 minutes each yeah. week. It's very good. You don't have to commit a lot of time to this one who ends up being an hour and a half, yeah, two, yeah, yeah, yeah. three hours, who knows. Whatever. We just keep garbling on until just we're like done. We talk, that's all. We do. We do. When people don't listen to you in the everyday world, it's nice just to go somewhere where the mic is on. You know what I mean? Yeah, it no does. No one's stopping us right here. That's Nobody's stopping us. We're just talking. We're just talking. We're just doing our thing. We're just going to talk. Just being dudes. Dudes. Just being dudes. Talking. <laughs> So this week, uh, if you've seen from the description already, you probably have, uh, that or you're just a loyal fan and you'll just tune in no matter what kind of uh, crap we're throwing out there. But this week is going to be a very cool topic. Yes. In the 80s, it was very common to have movies about sports. Yes. Yes. Uh, Now, they've grown since then. Like, there's a lot more of them now than there used to be, but... I'd say that the genre was kind of born back then. In the 70s, you had, like, Brian's Song and North Dallas 40. And there's a few football movies out there. Mm-hmm. I remember The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh starring <coughs> oh, Gabe yeah. Kaplan yeah. and Dr. J. So, that was, uh, yeah, uh, it was awesome. Not really. But the 80s. The 80s is when it was born. They like, the martial it. arts movies oh. were really taken off. Absolutely. So, we're going to go through the list here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we put it out to a vote that uh, we wanted to know your favorite um, 80s sports movies. So we put a few of them out there and then allowed you to add some too. So we're going to go from the bottom, work our way to the top. From the bottom to the top. And we're going to kick it off. Oh yeah. Like what I did there? See, you said kick. I said kick. Kick it off. With Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. <laughs> That's good. Okay. <laughs> oh, <Chicago. laughs> so but seriously, uh, we, we need we need to thank Mike Moore. We do, this. we do. Uh, Mike Mike suggested this one, and uh, he, he actually pulled me aside and said, "Dude, you've got to watch Jim Cotta." Uh, I and I, um, and you can't just watch it for free. You can't like go on you. A lot of times you go on YouTube, get a full movie or whatever. Yeah, uh, you got to pay a couple bucks to watch it. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure you're gonna be glad you did. Yeah, if you're an '80s aficionado, at all, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you absorb all things '80, this is '80s. This is one for you. Like personally, I've never seen this movie. Okay. However, Matt was telling me that Mike told him you got to check out the pummel horse fight scene. Now, yes. let's back up a little bit. Yeah. The movie. 1985, it stars Olympic gymnast Kurt Thomas as Jonathan Cabot. On, he's an Olympic gymnast who combines his gymnastic ability with martial arts to enter a deadly competition in a fictional country called Parmistan. Not Parmesan. But Parmistan. Parmistan, yes. yes. So, um, so he was, his height of popularity was probably 1984, right? Kurt right. Thomas. So he right now he's riding he's like a Olympic. year removed yeah, from, from the Olympics. Yeah. He was the big Olympic champion. Hey, let's uh, cash in, make a movie. Here comes Jim Cotta. Mike tells us about this pommel horse scene. We find it on YouTube. Oh my lord! Epic, epic. There happens to be a pommel horse in the middle of this this small poor village, 
and these villagers are trying to fight Kurt Thomas. There's got to be like 150 villagers holding pitchforks and sickles, and I mean, and they want to kill him. They, they do. Want, they do. They and, try. And but but they can't because there's a pummel horse right yes. there in the center of this thing, which he pummels on. How do you, am I saying that right? Is he pummel? I think he pummels. He pummels. Yeah. So he pummels all over this thing, and he is just whooping. He these is villagers, and the sound effects are. <laughs> I think he used Bruce Lee's people to do the sound I, effects. I, I think so because it, it, it's pretty powerful. I, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> if you don't want to watch the movie, don't watch the movie. But go to YouTube and watch <laughs> the Palm Horse scene, and you'll be oh my goodness. G y m k a t a Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. That's so fun to say. And it if you've fun. never said that before, right now, just pause the podcast and say to yourself, Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. It's so good. It's so good. Hey, Mike, thanks for this movie, man. Fantastic. This goes on the Mount Rushmore of sports 80s movies. Yeah, I think there's probably two other ones, too. Yeah, with one yeah. or two others. Yeah. So you'll see what those are. But <laughs> thanks, Mike. Great, great movie. Oh, man. We're going to have a blast today. I can just was... feel I can just feel it. Jim Cotter. <laughs> Jim Cotter. That's good. <laughs> Our next movie is, it doesn't resonate quite the way Jim Cotter. Jim Cotter. Does. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is it is one of my favorite uh, cheesy '80s movies. No matter what kind of genre it is, um, Johnny B. Good. Oh yeah, there you go. That is um, football movie. Ooh. So Anthony Michael Hall, which you re- may remember from The Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles, and. Edward Scissorhands. He's in a lot of movies. He is um, uh, he's a football player. He's a highly um, recruited high school football player out of California. And all of these colleges are trying to, to get him to come to their college. And his best friend is Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Who is his sidekick. Which, it's funny because back then, Anthony Michael Hall... He was he was, he was a star. Yeah, he was yeah. a legitimate star. Straight. One of the Brat Pack, just eighties legends. Tons of movies, and then Robert Downey Jr. at that time was kind of known as the fun sidekick. Right. And like I remember, maybe a couple movies he he was like the star in. Remember the I think the pickup artist. Right. He I was just so. with Molly Ringwald. So yeah, he was he was like the star. In maybe one or two small movies that didn't do anything. So who would ever got guess back then? that Anthony Michael Hall in 2020 would be doing, like, the sidekick role, right. and then Robert Downey Jr. would be we Iron all, Man. Yeah, we all, we all, <laughs> I think we all kind of thought that Anthony would be Iron Man. We thought so, yeah. but it, it wasn't meant to be. But uh, this, is a, this is a great, great 80s movie. Uma Thurman, this is her first movie. Yeah, Uma's in this movie. Yes, and um, it's just really cool, the things that these colleges try to do to get him recruited. It is on Amazon Prime right now. You can watch it for... Free! Free! So check that out. Johnny Be Good. It even has a great uh, version of the classic 50s tune. Originally done by Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry! But in this time, Judas Priest. Come on. I mean, if that, if that ain't 80s, I don't know what it is. It doesn't is. get a whole lot more 80s than that. No, no. Unless you're talking about our next movie, Youngblood. Ooh, oh, Rob Lowe and yes. Patrick Swayze. That's good stuff right there. How can you possibly get more 80s iconic unless you put 
maybe Tom Cruise and Judd Nelson in a movie together. Uh, yeah. There that's you go. the only way you can that's do better. It. That's, that's bad. That's <laughs> so, uh, Dean Youngblood, played by Rob Lowe, is a 17-year-old kid from New York, and he has dreams of playing in the National Hockey League. Uh, Patrick Swayze is his older brother, who's always trying to make him be better. You got more talent than I do, and you're wasting it. Kind of a thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, that movie, um, I haven't seen it in so many years. But forever. seeing it on this list here makes me want to go and watch it, because I, I probably will sometime soon. Uh, Stacy Trimmer, a um, friend of mine, she suggested this. Keanu and, Reeves is in this one. Keanu Reeves is in it? Get yeah. out of here. What is he doing here? Yeah. You got uh, Rob Lowe, Keanu Reeves. He's Heaver is his name in the wow. movie. Which is funny because who would ever thought that Keanu Reeves back then would be a bigger star than Rob Lowe? There it is. It's nuts. There it Absolutely is. Absolutely nuts. But <laughs> So try to, um, uh, try to check this movie out. I know I'm going to. In fact, I think I may even have the DVD someplace. Bingo. I'm probably due to watch it. So It's done. Yeah, so Youngblood. Next, here's a movie some of you may have seen before. Rocky Four. Rocky Four. So if you're if you're you know trying to get back like because all these Rocky movies together it's like hey, which one was three and four and whatever four is the one where where he's fighting Dolph that's, Lundgren that's the, the big Russian yeah, the big Russian who ends up spoiler alert he kills Apollo Creed in the ring what so Rocky of course is is crushed uh, yep. He doesn't know, you know where he's going to go next. He, he He's distraught. And I think the Rocky movies help make all of the best 80s cliches happen. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Rocky's training. Yep. He goes up in the mountains. Oh, I it's, love that Instead one. of the Rocky one where he's punching the cows in the frozen meat he's cooler. He's like in the barn. Right he, he's in the barn. And he's, yeah. and he's, he's crushed. He's having the flashbacks. And you know everything's just kind of going. Is this the one where he does the sit-ups, like in the air, like he's hangs off the air? Yes, and goes, yes. And, know, and it, I, I want to work out when I watch a Rocky movie for like almost ten or fifteen minutes. I'm pretty motivated to work out. I'm, I'm motivated serious. to sit on the couch more and watch pizza. Going, man, I should work out. Yeah, well, yeah. I think about it for like ten minutes. I mean, I don't do it, but I think about it. But if you did, you, you might like have this movie playing in the background. Yes, absolutely. Or did, I'm sorry, this song. That song gets you fired up. We were we stopped and listened to the song, and, oh, yeah, yeah, and what yeah. did you say, Matt? I, I think that most Rocky soundtracks could or should be our national anthem. I mean, don't you think? I mean, they've got that. I think you got. I think you're onto something. I'm so patriotic when I go to a Rocky movie. I am too. Well, he's wearing an American flag trunks he gets from Apollo Creed. Yes. You know, it, it don't it don't get no more American it doesn't. than that. No, no more American than than Rocky. Jeez. I mean, if they, I'm just saying, if they want to do away with their national anthem, 
I say let's let's throw some soundtracks from from Rocky movies in there. And oh, just, let's see what sticks. I'm with you, man. Okay, I'm, I'm with you all the way. Good. So, which segues perfectly into our next movie, Rocky Three. Oh, imagine that. Yeah, go figure. So, I know this is Kevin Ackley's all-time favorite movie. Oh, this is a good. Or at least, at least, if it's not E.T., it's Rocky Three. <laughs> Crying E.T. when he's in fourth grade, right? No, he, no. Was, he was about fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Favorite story, Kevin. Love that. Okay. That's awesome. So, uh, Rocky Three. So, our hero is back for the third movie here. And uh, this is the Mr. T one. This is the Mr. T. Clubber Lang. Yeah, Clubber Lang. Yeah. And this is one where Hulk Hogan. Oh, so good. Thunderlips. Thunderlips. So yes. This was the beginning of Hulkamania. Yes, it was. Because yeah. shortly after this movie, he got signed to the WWF. And um, he became set the world on the, fire. He baby. is one of the biggest '80s celebrities. Set the world on he fire. He did. So, um, yeah, you guys have seen the movie. We talked about this a while back. We were talking about Rocky uh, movies, but um, yeah, this was uh, again another Survivor song, "Eye of the Tiger." You know oh, that song? That's yep. Such a great we ain't playing it. No, because we just played one Survivor song. I'm yeah. not going to play two. I mean, not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but no. Okay. <laughs> so the the plot is three years after winning the championship against Apollo Creed, Rocky's had a string of ten successful title defenses. His fame, wealth, endorsements, and celebrity profile have increased, leading him to participate in an exhibition charity event against the world champion of wrestling, Thunder Lips. At that point, this is where Mr. T confronts him, calls him a fool. Pity the fool. Which Mr. T... Got his career kicked off through here, too. And oh, yeah. he also was an 80s icon. And also, Hulk Hogan's tag team partner in WrestleMania 1. Say no more. Against Roddy Piper and See Mr. Wonderful learn? Paul Orndorff. See what you learn here? Yeah, you learn everything. Well, Roddy Piper's passed away. Oh, yeah, a couple years ago. And I saw a picture of Paul Orndorff today. He looks like he's 90 years old. Like, the dude was buff and cut. And, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like 80s buff. You right, know? right. He just right, had yeah, a little yeah. thicker Solid, still, yeah. but... But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah. So, yeah, very sad, very sad. But, uh, be that as it may, uh, that was, uh, that's our next movie. So, uh, thank you very much to, um, to Sylvester Stallone for giving us these, these iconic movies to watch. Like they became part of our, our culture, even today. Um, these movies still, they come on, you watch them, you, Oh, you, you can't skip through them. Yeah, and and it's it's kind of it's kind of funny to me because like I know how these movies end up, but I still end up like, oh oh he's yeah. gonna hit, oh is he going to get up? <laughs> so you know, well, and he and, always does. And, and and Sylvester Stallone didn't just act in these movies, but I mean he, he was a director. I mean he he was the man behind the camera as well. So yep. a lot of this the, is his vision, which is pretty impressive because he comes across as that. Uh, you Adrian. Kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I ain't saying he's not, but I'm just saying he's also a director. That's yeah. Kinda cool. So yeah, he knows what's up. Yep. All right. Our next movie, one of my favorite, all-time favorite sports movies, bar none. I'm listening. All the right moves. All the right. Tom Cruise. Moves. Come on. And Marty McFly's mom. Oh. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. She was a cutie. Who didn't like Leah Thompson? Nobody I know. That's what I'm she, talking about. She was just cute as could be. So, um, Tom Cruise plays Stefan DeGeorgevic. 
Say that I, again. Dejorjevic. That's what I thought you said. Sure. Um, known by Steph. Yeah. Who's <laughs> also the bad guy in Pretty in Pink, by, yeah. played by you know, James... Uh, yeah, why can't I think of his name? Who? Yeah. The dude, the dude from Blacklist, James Spader. Oh, there sorry, you go. Yeah, yeah. it took me a second. Yeah, his name is also Steph. But in this case, this Steph um, is a high school defensive back growing up in um, Johnstown, PA, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he was trying to to get a scholarship. Now he's very talented. He wanted to be an architect, also. He's trying to get a scholarship. Um, he was butting heads with his coach which is Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. And uh, you know, it, it's funny because the entire movie just paints this picture of the steel town and it's gray all the time. In fact, I don't think the sun shines any in this entire movie. <laughs> That's awesome. And then during one game it's raining. So it's like it's raining in practice. It's like no wonder these people are so depressed. They don't have any sunshine. They have gray clouds and no, no vitamin D. None at all. So <laughs> but uh yeah this is a great movie check it out um one of tom cruise's first roles uh it was released in 1983 um it's one of those ones that i gotta watch every every year or two easy yeah usually closer to football season kind of get me in the mood except now since there's not a lot of buckeye football we can watch them on saturday morning so yeah and, and thank goodness <clears throat> the nfl season kicked off thursday night because we finally have NFL football. So, yeah, this weekend, hopefully Mm. tomorrow, watch some games, kick Uh. back, relax, have a great time. But, yeah, all the right moves. Uh, Make sure you check that one out. You will enjoy it. Our next movie, Uh, another absolute – this is – this may be my – this is definitely my favorite 80s sports movie. Uh, didn't get as many votes as some of the other ones. That's because you guys haven't seen it. There you go. If you guys had seen it, there's no way you'd vote some of these other ones ahead of it over it. Especially our number one. I love, but it's not as good as Vision Quest. Vision Quest. Oh my goodness, this movie's amazing. So, um, Loudon Swain is a high school wrestler. Uh, he is... Um, his one goal, he, he goes down a weight class to wrestle the evil Shoot. That's his name in the movie, Shoot. Um, Shoot. Yes, he is like the greatest wrestler in the state. And he is uh, trying to get down, Brian Shoot, he's trying to get down a weight class, training relentlessly, falling in love along the way with an older lady, uh, played by Linda Foreign. Fiorentino, easy for me, easy for me to say, and uh, you, you get to go through his trials and his <clears throat> button heads with his dad because you know dad don't know anything and and uh, I'm in high school and I have all the answers and, and his his vision quest is to um, is, is to beat shoot and you know what this is another movie one of the greatest soundtracks of the 80s. I was going to say, I bet like, you love the soundtrack. Heck yeah, with songs like this, how could you not?
that is such a such a great song. Oh, that's so I'm good. sorry if you guys, out of all the '80s sports movies, I think this definitely has the the best uh, the best soundtrack. So good. I mean, you've got Journey, you've got um, uh, Don Henley is in this. Um, shoot, I, it's escaping me now. But there's so many so many uh, great people in this movie. Hold on a second. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm cheating. I'm going straight for it here. Uh, Journey, John Wayne, Madonna, who actually is in the movie. She's in the movie. Yeah. She sings at the club or the bar, whatever. She does. Dio, Red Rider, Sammy Hagar, Foreigner. Great what? soundtrack. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, yeah, Vision Quest. Go check that out. I am sure you'll love it. Matt, you are, you are like really intensely studying. I'm just trying to keep up with you because you're just, you've got this so good right now. This is, you're, you're cruising. All right. You're cruising. Whatever, right. man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I was, I, was, I was doing a deep dive on Matthew Modine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, speaking of which, we were talking a minute ago about how his career, like, kind of from <laughs> there, that, like, that it peaked. Like, yeah. that was his biggest movie. But he shows up in things now, particularly in Stranger Things. Yeah, I was gonna say he does. Yeah, that's pretty. Iconic he's got. A, right he's now. got a good role there. So he's a good actor. Uh, he's been in some stuff, but not carried movies like he he did Vision Quest. So yeah, love the movie. Stuff. Make sure you check it out. If he's connected to Stranger Things, though. That's pretty daggone. Cool, his 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 cool level goes way up. Oh yeah, which he must feel right at home too because he's also like it's based on the eighties. Yes. Oh, he's at home there. So he's at home. Was like yeah. this is where I peak, man. And so he brings out his extra acting chops. There it is. So. <laughs> He's still in the mall. That's yes. good. Our next movie, The Natural. Oh, come on now. That's a good one there. 1984, Robert Redford, who, huge movie icon in the 60s, mostly in the 70s, uh, comes back for this movie. Um, it, it takes place in, uh, 19, in the 1910s. Uh, in Nebraska. Is that um, how you say that? The tens? Nineteen tens? I guess so. Hmm. Yeah. What else? What would you call what did we say? What did we say in twenty? Did we say twenty tens? I think we did. I don't know. I just call them all the two thousands. Like I have playlists and stuff. Like I got eighties, nineties, two thousands to me is everything from two thousand two thousand twenty. It's pretty pretty There's like broad. five songs on it that pretty. are any good. <laughs> <laughs> Holla if you hear me. Holla. So, <laughs> So uh, anyhow, he ta- he's he's uh, playing baseball with his father, and uh, what happens? It's sort of a fictional thing. Um, his uh, his father suffers from a heart attack and dies, and um, uh, it, lightning strikes a tree, it splinters it. Uh, he makes a baseball bat from the, the wood. From the wood, called yes. it Wonder Boy Wonder in the barrel. So now. Years later, he tries out for the Chicago Cubs, leaving behind his girlfriend. Uh, en route on the train, he meets legendary ball player, the Whammer, and sports writer Max Mercy. Come on. Uh, on a stopover at a carnival, Hobbs bet, wins a bet to strike out Whammer on three pitches. The feat catches the attention of Harriet Bird, a mystery woman also traveling on the train, who was previously fawning over Whammer. Wow. So, long story short, um, Hobbs uh, signs a contract. Uh, 1939, um, 
he gets shot in an alley, and uh, he, he's you know he's really like he can't he, he can't uh, he can't hardly walk, but he gets up with his bat. Um, he hits a foul ball, and Wonder Boy splits in half. Oh, oh he's down his last strike. He's oh, bleeding no. through his jersey. Hits the ball. What happens next? What happens next? Smashing it into the stadium lights, <laughs> winning the game and the National League pennant. Knights advance the World Series, although we don't find out if they won it. We're going to assume they did. Yeah. So I channeled yes. my inner Joel right there and read it straight off of uh, Wikipedia. There you go. But but that that, that scene that scene when that ball hits the lights and it's just <sighs> that's it explodes and light it looks like fireworks. It's a great movie. That's I haven't great. seen it in a while. I'm guilty there. I, it's probably been ten years or longer since I've seen it, but I do remember liking it. So great movie. Go go check out the natural. Um, I'm pretty sure you you will feel the same way. So. I bet most of our folks have seen this one. Already. I think they have too. What the next movie you mean? No, the natural. I'm saying okay. the natural. I would say if they didn't, they surely have seen the next one on our list, which is Caddyshack. Hello, come <laughs> on, man, come it, on. It's funny. So I got to call out all the guys here. So I put these movies on here. I personally forgot about Caddyshack. I don't know how. But no other guy picked up on it, and Beth Nelson puts Caddyshack on there. Beth it's does. like she types it in, she drops the mic, and walks away. Boom. How so, did we forget Caddyshack? I don't know. I think Randy was watching a Hallmark movie, and Beth was in there watching Caddyshack. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> <laughs> so Caddyshack, this is the best golf movie ever made. And here's here's the thing. I don't even like golf. No. no. Golf is not, not even on my radar. Probably because I was never good at it. Golf and basketball, either one. Not go. good at either one. There you go. So uh, I I really uh, love this movie. Though. Uh, Chevy Chase plays Ty. Ty Webb. Ty Webb. Who is a... It doesn't really explain how he has so much money, but he's, he's very rich. Mm-hmm. And these are all the shenanigans of the country club. Uh, Ted Knight has a, a great role in it. He's Judge Smalls, Smales, Smales. and in his uh, remember his um, his nephew Spalding, <laughs> Spalding, Spalding, come here, Spalding. Hmm? Hmm? That's a pretty good Ted. Oh, Knight thanks, right there. man. I work on it. So uh, uh, who else is uh, oh uh, Bill Murray plays Carl the uh, that's the, the land was the land crew yeah he, the crew he's guy. yeah he's the 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 groundskeeper groundskeeper there we go and uh, he he's funny because he's uh you know he's a little off a little bit and he you catch him kind of peeking in on the like the the eighty year old women that are there golfing he'll be over there like just staring at him watching them golf he's, and there's some great gopher scenes yeah the gophers the in there yeah and, and then uh, Lacey Underall she's in there Danny yeah. Noonan. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield was great. Uh, I think he was richer than than all of them, yeah. and he's yeah. just like throwing money around everywhere, and he's always got so women. Good. Another journey tune in here. They're out golfing, and and it's golf courses are supposed to be quiet, which is another reason I don't like golf. Um, <laughs> so they're supposed to be quiet, and then journeys any way you want it starts playing on this boombox he's got mounted it's inside his golf clubs. <laughs> So that that's a great use of a journey song in a movie. Such <laughs> so. a great movie. So funny. Good stuff. Yeah, so Caddyshack, all time classic, legendary movie. Thanks, Beth, for reminding us. Yeah, we needed your save there, so thank you for doing that. 
So uh, we're going to come back here, brief time out, and we're going to get into our top five. I know Koo, and Koo's teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T cereal, that's getting on the team. The team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's Koo. Teaming up with Mr. T. Number five. Number five is Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. It, it doesn't. You no, know, it's not like Chimkata. Chimkata. That's the best. Yes. Nineteen eighty-eight movie uh, based on um, nothing, <laughs> really. <laughs> so Kevin Costner plays a washed-up ball player. Uh, it takes place in, in the 50s, I believe. Um, so, it yeah. never says for sure when it takes place. I'm guessing it's the early 50s. And he is, um, uh, he is sent, he's, a, he's a lifelong minor league ball player. And we find out he's just like a few home runs shy of setting the all-time home run record for minor for league minor baseball league. players. Yeah. And he is... Um, uh, he is tasked to bring uh, pitching phenom uh, Nuke LaRouche, played by Tim Robbins, uh, kind of get him up to speed, get rid of some of his bad habits and his pitching, and um, and try to bring him up so he's ready for the major leagues. And uh, the love interest here is Susan Sarandon. Yep. Back back when she was younger and cuter. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah she looks a little raggedy she's lately. Cute, she was cute then. Yeah. So uh, back then she was cute. So it's a great movie. Lots of uh, they play for the Durham Bulls. So the film, the the film was mostly filmed uh, in Durham, North Carolina. Durham, North Carolina. So whenever the like we live in Columbus, so they'll play the Durham Bulls from time to time. Right. The Clippers will. So whenever I I hear them, I they're playing them. I always think about this movie. So um, it is definitely a a must see for baseball fans for one. Fans of the 80s for another. And if you just like comedy, you're not a fan of baseball or the 80s. You just like comedy. You just like funny stuff. It's funny. It's, it's funny. funny. You need to see it. So, yeah, that uh, that was number five. Number five. Number four. And number four is Gymkata. Gymkata. No, it's not. It's not Gymkata. No, Dang but it's it. more fun to say than Hoosiers. All right, well, let's try it. Hoosier. 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 Who's your daddy? No, it's not going to work. No, okay. it's not the same. No, nothing. <laughs> but Hoosiers is number four, right? Number four. Man, that's a good movie right there. Yeah, I love love that movie. It's uh, it, being a not basketball fan. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is one of those movies that it just it just it's a feel good movie. It mm-hmm. takes you back. Takes place also like <clears throat> in the early fifties. Uh, 1951, actually, mm-hmm. in uh, Indiana, of course, because it's called Hoosiers. So it's loosely based on the Milan High School team, true story, mm-hmm. that won the 1954 state championship in Indiana. So Hickory is the name of our, you know, uh, of our high school here, fictional town in Indiana. Norman Dale, played by Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Um, he is a he comes to. Uh, 
he, ugh, he moves to become a high school teacher and head basketball coach of the Huskers. Uh, he was hired by his longtime friend, Principal Cletus Summers. Um, he was uh, kicked out of basketball for, they don't really ever tell us, I don't think, I think it was for excessive drinking. Maybe, he maybe he punched a, a fan or Did something. Did he throw a chair like a Bobby Knight guy? Uh, he might have Bobby Knighted somebody. I'm okay, not maybe. sure. I don't know if he Bobby <laughs> But uh, he is, um, uh, he's got to take this team, this ragtag team of short, short Chuck Taylor wearing mm -hmm. kids from you know 1951 and mold them into this team that ends up winning the state championship. They're going against bigger schools, mm -hmm. and uh, we, we when we when we grew up on and on Reeve Avenue, there was a little gym that we were associated with uh, from our church and our school, <clears throat> and it the gym reminded me of the gym in the movie Hoosiers. Just a little wooden, small, got a little uh, a little around the top of it, a little, a little track around the top of it. It was just. Uh, just very uh, reminiscent of that movie. And it, the thing I liked about that movie was that these kids were intimidated by the, their opponents. They were bigger, faster, and they were going to crush them. More and, skills. And, yeah, more skills. And and I loved basketball growing up. And I remember, you know, and I remember sometimes you'd be intimidated. And I remember this movie because uh, Gene Hackman, he, he, he took a tape measure out and he measured from the rim to the floor and, and from the uh, rim to the foul line and basically said every gym's you know basically every gym's the same doesn't matter who's around you who's uh, who you're playing against it's just you in that same shot that you always you know it's just it was good man just good nothing okay. changes it's you in the rim and it's the same shot don't be intimidated and then they did and they ended up winning the, the tourney good stuff you ever uh, hear about um Maybe a, like, what does, like, a flavor sound like? Like, like that, you know, like, you can smell a color or something. Yeah, that, you're just getting really so, new age. Oh, dude. Really weird. No, here. I'm just saying, if, if, you know, if you've ever heard, if you ever tasted Ale 8, which is the best ginger ale in the world. Okay, okay. Like, the sound of a bottle opening. Yeah. <laughs> that did not sound good at all. It didn't either. It sounded like a fart. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so... Okay, so I thought I was, I was looking for it because it sometimes does that, but yeah, not today. Yeah, no, it sounded <laughs> sounded pretty sad right there, which has happened. I apologize for that. Okay, for those two people that listen to this podcast, might be three. I'll okay. listen to it. Oh, by the way, we've gone over two thousand listeners. By the way, what? Yeah, we're doing it, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, so, hello, everybody. Yes, thank you, folks. Jimkata. Jimkata. Okay. Okay. So yes, number number four was indeed Hoosiers. Number three. Number three is Field of Dreams. Of dreams. Of dreams. dreams. <laughs> it just it does nothing. To say. Even like if you build it, man, will come. Yeah, that's that might work. Yeah. If you build it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Yeah, Flows just, much easier. That's, that's, okay. <laughs> sure does. Let's not do that, Kevin Costin. No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he deserves it. Maybe. So, uh, Field of Dreams, uh, another great uh, baseball movie from the 80s. 
Um, so Kevin Costner plays a farmer. His name is Roy Kinsella. Iowa farmer. Iowa farmer. And he's, you know, farmland is very valuable. And he gets, he hears these, this voice. It's, it's, a, it's a fantasy movie. Is it? Oh, I don't know. Allegedly. Okay. So uh, he he builds this um, this this baseball field out in the middle of his prime cornfield because he hears the voice and the voice says, "If you build it, he will come." There it is. So, not to give away too much of the plot, you need you really need to watch this movie yourself. He builds the baseball field, and these legendary players come from the corn, like Babe Ruth so and Shoeless uh, Joe, Shoeless Jackson, Joe Jackson. And uh, um, all of these all of these legendary baseball players come out and, and they're and they they want to play a game. And it's just it's just really, really neat the way it plays out. And one of the players is his dad, mm. who is a minor league ball player. Love it. And so he gets to play catch with his dad. Come which on, is man. super cool. You know, Very cool. It's feel a, good. It's, it, a feel, it, it's a feel good movie. It does it does make you feel good. It does. Better than Jim Cotto. Jim Cotto. Yeah. When it, have we milked that enough, you think? I think so. We probably rode that horse a couple I think we have. But it, when when those baseball players that come out the cornfield, shut up. Oh my goodness, so yes. Cool. So cool. It is uh it is magic. Movie it magic. Is. So, Field of Dreams, check it out. You'll love it. Trust us. If you if you've seen it already, you know what I'm talking about. So that just uh, brings up to number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Mm. You know, we were we were talking how we were talking through this episode. Like, you know, we kind of feel like. Just not giving it a lot of heart. Yeah. Like, like you know, we try to be enthusiastic about these movies, and and full disclosure, we're recording two episodes tonight. Yeah. The next one, we're very excited about doing. This one, like, we're 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 happy to do. It's great. It's, it's a great. good topic. It you is. know, it's it's this is a topic that you'd kind of sit around and hang around and you know talk to your friends about you know over a cold beverage like an L.A. Yeah, or something. So, um, but. Uh, this is one. I think we might get our mojo back here, Matt. I'm telling you what, this this n- number two oh. right, right now. Number two should be number one. I oh mean, I, 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 yeah, agreed. But it's, agreed. It's, it's a good. Go ahead, tell them what it is. Give it to him. It's Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Karate Kid. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that that, that yeah, might be close it, to Jim Cotton. That's, that's very yeah. good. That's good. So you guys know, oh. sweep the leg, wax on, wax, wax off. On. Come on, pay um, oh. About Mr. Miyake. Yes. So Daniel LaRusso moves yes. to California from New Jersey and he's immediately picked on by bullies as he is falling in love with the gorgeous Elizabeth oh. Shue, who I dated briefly in the eighties. I, 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 yeah. She doesn't know. Right. But we dated. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. You tell me about that story. Yeah. Oh she's she's amazing. She seems sweet. So He's getting messed with, and these kids are all part of this karate do- dojo called the Cobra Kai. Oh, I think you guys know where we're going oh, here. Yeah. Yep. Come on now. And uh, so he runs, so he, uh, the maintenance guy at his apartment building is Mr. Miyagi, yeah. who happens to be, have been trained in, in karate since, since he was a small child. Yes. And so he has taken Daniel under his wing to try to defend himself. Mm-hmm. 
but the bullies will not leave it alone. No. And so they've pressured him into joining the All-Valley um, Karate Championship. Yes. Where he's got to face off against the evil Johnny in the championship match. Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence. So you know how it works. Come on, man. You know it. Our boy Daniel wins. Yep. Johnny does, loses. Does a famous move with the little leg, the hands out like that. Does the the a, crane. The crane. That's what Yeah, and then boom. Yeah. The kick. Right to the face. That's awesome. So and end awesome. uh, of movie. So we have two movies after that, Karate Kid 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. I had to watch them all the way through. Yeah. Just probably a couple months ago because I, I had to. Right. Fast forward 35 years later. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. That's so awesome. That, that might be better than Jim Cotter. Dude, I'm telling you what. Rob told me, uh, you the one who told me about the series yeah, Cobra we, Kai. Yeah. Because it came out a couple years ago on YouTube TV. On, on YouTube TV. And so I got excited, hopped on there. But unless you had a subscription to YouTube TV, you can only see two episodes for free. So I was all excited, watched my two, first two episodes. I was locked out unless I ordered I up. think I would have dumped AT&T and went to YouTube TV just so, for that. So tempted. But <laughs> thank you, Jesus, that Netflix picked that baby up. And now you can get Cobra Kai on Netflix. Which, oh. which by the way, is the number one trending Netflix show slash movie right now. Right now. And the funny part to me is, like, when you go to Netflix and you check out where it says Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Where it says that, it says Netflix, like a Netflix movie, 2020. Like, this is brand new. Oh, yeah. Like, it's been out for two years. Oh, yeah. Season but three. I won't fault them for that. I'm just no. glad the rest of the world is catching on uh, to what we here at Living in the 80s been telling you about for months. I'm telling you what. This this Cobra Kai series is so good. The soundtrack's fantastic. And, and, they're, and, and the they're, Poison and the White Snake and uh, Rat. Johnny. Johnny's the man. You know, here, here's what. Now, I'm, full disclosure, I'm only on season two, episode three. And, and so... so don't ruin this too much for me. But what I what I love is how they keep pulling back, you know, scenes and references from the movie, right? Yep. As flashbacks. So you're seeing the real people as they're young, which is great. But when you watch Karate Kid the movie, we have for thirty years I've had strong opinions about Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. One was this way, one was that way, and there was no Good way versus think. evil. It was it. Then you start watching Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. And now it's like all of a sudden you go, you know, it's almost like a switch. Like, you know, maybe Is Lawrence, Johnny so bad after Johnny, all? Maybe he's he's a victim of circumstances in his guy. environment. Yeah. He's got this idiot stepfather that was always right. He's not, he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad and, guy and at I, all. And, and, but and now LaRusso, sometimes I'm looking at him going, hey, maybe he's a punk. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just Which, saying. It's funny because go, I go back and forth. Like, with Johnny, I'm kind of pulling for him. Yeah. And, you know, he's had... He's had one bad circumstance after another. He's got this son that he's, you know, estranged from. His coach, his sensei, the bad leadership. But then, then, I mean, I'm not there yet, but I'm episode three or four. Find out that sensei, the whole, you know, the whole homeless thing or whatever, the whole whole steering, the lying. Ah, Do I feel sorry for him? I, I don't know. Yep. I, I don't know. I'm just yep. telling you. We're just, we're just kind. We're, we're kind I'm of a hot like, mess. I mean, I'm, <laughs> Cobra, is, he, I'm Cobra Kai, baby. <laughs> I, 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 I want a Cobra Kai jacket right now. I do too. I do. So we, we find ourselves cheering for Johnny. Yes. With with Daniel, it's like you you, you like him. He's you know he's always likable, charming, whatever. Yeah, he's a good and, guy. And he's a good guy, but but sometimes you want to see Johnny just kick him in the face. I do. 
So right, right now I do. Like and, and at the same time you also wanted to kind of be friends too. They were almost friends. Yeah. At the end of season one. They were just about to be pals. And then something happens. And then something happens. Something always happens. Here comes season two. So and I, I read on uh, something today that season three is ready. Shut. They are ready. It is up. filmed. It Shut is it. edited. It is ready to go. Okay. I, I couldn't find out a release date, but I've been excited. Oh yeah. Because I I first started watching this probably January February just before the pandemic hit. Right. Right. And I got like my brother Chuck got him hooked on mm-hmm. it. He's got his friends hooked on it. Like my brother Mark, same thing. So anybody that'll listen to me, I'll say Cobra you've got to watch Cobra Kai. Did you like Karate Kid? You'll like this better. Oh yeah. Oh, it's it's it is it, it, because it ties it in. It brings it in. Yep. It's like you're watching Co- uh, Karate Kid for the first time, but yet it's a, it's a whole different. I, just watch it. Take our word for so it. So good. I mean, it's some things amazing. we recommend, and and let's be honest, we we're lying. We don't even know. Uh, I don't think we're lying. No, I'm saying we other just, things. We just recommend with a little more enthusiasm or less enthusiasm than this. But this one, no joke. Watch Cobra Kai. Underline it. Underline. It. Highlighter. Big fonts. Bolded. Bold. Different Boom. color, like a red. Italicized. Black and yellow. Indent. Yes. Yes. Do it. Very so, good. Cobra Kai, amazing. Number two, should be number one. Let's move on. Number one. There's a red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River. Rolling into Cleveland to the lake There's a red moon rising On the Cuyahoga River Rolling into Cleveland to the lake You guessed it from our little theme song teaser there opening scenes of major league yes our number one movie i always love this movie um i'll give you you i ain't gonna fight you it's not karate kid cobra kai it's not but major league's good um charlie sheen uh corbin bernson tom berenger great cast a great cast and uh uh, renee russo plays (laughs) the love interest tom berenger's girlfriend yeah bob uecker how about that, baseball fans? How about that? So, yeah, that's how we were introduced to him, because after that, I think, is when he went on to do his light beer commercials. Yes. But before that, he was a baseball player, uh, lead baseball announcer for the, the Milwaukee answer, Brewers. Right. But, you know, the world didn't know him probably until this movie. Until Major League, yes. So, basically, um, plot of the movie, Rachel Phelps, who was a Las Vegas showgirl, um, inherits the Cleveland Indians baseball team from her rich, old, deceased husband. Yep. Uh, she wants to move the team to Miami. Yeah. You know, she wants to take her, their talents to South Beach. Where have we heard? Where have we heard that before? Some zone in Cleveland wanted to take their talents. Yeah. I want to take. I got nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Yep. So um, the only way to. Um, to get uh, to keep the team in Cleveland is the team uh, could not finish in last place. Right. So what happened is they um, they had to win all these games mm-hmm. and just all the foolishness around that. So they got this team of 
Just ragtag sheep. Yes. Charlie Terrible. Sheen is um, terrible. He's wild thing. Wild thing. Yes. Um, he. Uh, what was his name in the movie? I can't remember. Do you remember his name? Oh crap! I should. I should remember this. You should remember that. Oh. Oh well. We'll get back to it. <laughs> we'll, we'll be looking as we're talking. But um, so he he is a baseball player from the state penitentiary, and uh, we've got. Um, Shoot, Wesley Snipes is Willie Mays Hayes. He runs like uh, Hayes, and he hits like crap. Yeah. So I remember, um, uh, was it? Oh yeah, Corbin Burnson was showing the coach in his contract how he didn't wasn't supposed to do calisthenics or whatever, and he <laughs> co- the coach takes a the um, the uh, the contract and pees on it. So. That was that was great, Ricky Vaughn. Ricky, Ricky, uh, Ricky Vaughn. That's right, <laughs> wild thing. So yeah, so the the town of Cleveland can't get a fan in the stands. Right. Hardly a few, just a few hecklers there. They start winning, people start coming. So you know, not to give the whole movie away, but baseball gets saved in Cleveland. Baseball gets saved in Cleveland. So that is, uh, which they're not even the Indians no more. They're the Cleveland baseball team now or something. Did they? Did they do? No, they yeah, did. they did. They caved too. Did yeah. they really? Yeah. And not, nothing insensitive towards you know the huh. you know, that stuff, but I mean, I know, when I was I a kid, we played cowboys and Indians. Yeah, we did that. Anything of it? No. So, are they really? They're really the Cleveland baseball team. Uh, I think they still may be going by the Indians. I'm not sure, but um, they they definitely there's no mm. Chief Wahoo on the uniforms no. anymore, and I think they're in the process of changing the name. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Very yeah, it stinks. Anyway, but, yeah. you know, uh, again, I, I'm under the mindset, if you're going to offend people, um, even, even you know, at all, you should try not to. And if of there are course. people that find that offensive, we should get rid of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. As, as the baseball traditionalist that I am, I, I hate seeing some of those traditions go away. Because the, ba- the game of baseball has changed so much in the last uh, 20 years or so. Right. Um, it's just... It, it's not as fun for me anymore. Like I'm a Reds fan, and I try to watch games, but they're just kind of in the background now. Like, yeah. You know, I'll be playing words with friends or mm-hmm. surfing Facebook or, or or working. You know, I might work in the evenings from home, and the, the game will be on. But uh, honestly, if there's something better, I'll, I'll watch it. Hmm. So anyway, Reds. but um, it, this was a great movie. Uh, lots of one-liners in this movie. Um, people that. Uh, um, Hold this in very high esteem. Of course, it was our number well, one, it was number one voted voted movie here. Sports movie by means. by by a pretty decent margin too. I think most of these votes were were done before Cobra Kai came out. I'm a hundred percent. Yes, because everybody like all over Facebook, people are like, "You got to watch this show." And I'm like, I'm, "I already did." I, if we if we revoted right now, mm-hmm. it's it's. I mean, I, no disrespect to Wild Thing, but it is straight. Kid. Oh yeah, it's I'm, I'm by so, miles. I'm so crowded kid right now. I can't stand it. Me too. Me too. And and it's funny because because I'm now going through and rewatching it. Ah, you know, people are talking about it again. It's like yeah, I'll watch it again. And it's not been that long since I watched it. It's mm-hmm. that good. So. It's that good. All right. So that's our list. Um, we have had a great time. Yes. Uh, join us next week as this this next week we're we're next jacked up week. for this one. It's man. gonna be fun. We're going to be talking about 
Saturday Night Live in the 1980s. Saturday Night Live in the 80s. We're yes. talking about the stars, the characters, the sketches, the behind-the-scenes stuff, all kinds of stuff. It'll be all about Saturday Night Live. Come on, come on. Back when it was good and funny and everything wasn't completely <laughs> political. There you so go. That's, that's the SNL we used to love. So uh, thank you again. Uh, we'll see you next week, and uh, have a good one. Cause you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the going gets rough.